Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport. Matt, where are we? We Let's drop a pot in. Uh, at the foot of the Col de Granon. Col de Granon, which is Sir Chevalier, isn't it? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Um, um, so we're in that lovely valley, aren't we? Which is beautiful. On, actually on, we're just outside Briançon, which is also on the start. I guess it's the start of the Col de Lotterie, isn't it? See those, we're looking, we're in a lovely uh, little hotel with a swimming pool. We're looking out outside and we're looking up the Col de Granon. You can just see the vehicles descending with the barriers. They're all the barrier vehicles just actually picking up the barriers and yeah. the bits of signage. We are literally on, on the lower slopes. What a day, we're Brad. also on the lower slopes of the Col de Lotterie, yeah. which goes up to the Galibier and of course That's on right. to up the US. So it's, um, I'm trying to think the last time I was here. I was here a couple of years ago, actually, on this road. We came up here. Yeah. But I was uh, talking to Bernie outside, Bernie Eisel, about because um, I, I got we all had we were all our media were at the bottom of this climb today. We weren't mm. allowed up it, were we? Um, That's right. So yeah, the, your mix zone interviews and all that were down the bottom here. But I ended up getting dropped off about five or six kilometres from here by accident uh, at our technical zone. Yeah. Um, so to walk back here, um, so I missed all the post race stuff, which there wasn't much of from what I hear. Yeah, um, well, we didn't see, the, we didn't speak to any riders for probably half an hour, maybe forty minutes. I think, yeah. Pete, wasn't it in the end? Um, but we got a few um, lovely little chat actually with Taddy Pogacar uh, that Bernie had. We we were off off air at that point anyway, but we we did it. I think were we off air or uh, let's play it in now? Yeah. Did I? One of my hardest interviews I ever had to do is to ask you how you're feeling and oh, how right. it was out there. <laughs> no, it's not. It shouldn't be so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I felt good. Until the point I didn't feel good, uh, so that's it. Yeah, uh, I will. Uh, it was a bad day in the end, and I think uh, yeah, I can uh, keep fighting until the end, and uh, it's still not over. It's still uh, a lot of stages to go. So yeah, um, I will keep fighting. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> but at the, at the end, if you look back now, it's like sh should you have waited there for the team on Man. the Galibier, or was it like the altitude at the end? Yeah, I, I felt really good on Galibier and uh, yeah, actually uh, they were really they were really strong uh, Jumbo uh, to go on attacks like this and maybe it was uh, yeah maybe I was uh, a bit too nervous nervous uh, to to follow everybody but uh, yeah uh, to the top I went I felt great and then uh, on the here on Granon not so good. But at the same time, Rafael Maika is kind of back, so he got back on and pulled up here. So that's yeah. also probably for the next days. Yeah, it's a it's a good sign. Uh, we have strong team still. Uh, we really miss two guys, especially at the start uh, when uh, Laporte and Van Aert go and break away. It's really difficult to control. And yeah, um, I hope that uh, next days we uh, we bounce back. A la lepa. <laughs> So Tade there, interesting interview that one, isn't it, Matt? Because I actually said I didn't see any of these interviews, but I watched the finish and I um, he looked pretty happy, actually. Well, I say he looks happy, but he 
Bernie said he was playing a game and he was smiling and Bernie thought it was going to be a very difficult interview that he did with him, but he said it was really surprising. And I, the first thing I said when I got back here to Bernie was, he's going to win tomorrow because I think he's got that mentality. There's a reason he's as good as he is and I think he's going to come out fighting tomorrow. I think he will. I, I was quite surprised because, because he's so young, although he's got two Tour de France wins under his belt, um, he's still, we've never seen him on the back foot like that ever in a, in a bike race, have we? So it's on a bit of a voyage of discovery. So how he fights back is going to be something we've never seen before. We've never seen him capitulate so spectacularly, but I was really struck, almost Did he disarmed. capitulate, do you think? It, he looked like it. he lost nearly two minutes, didn't he? And, and I, I would say that was maybe not a full capitulation, but um, the way that G was able to attack me. Everybody just dropped him on the road and he was there. G rock, did a great his head. I mean, G's ride was fantastic. G was fantastic. The way he measured himself. I was right with that four all the way up the Telegraph and all the way up the Galibier. And I was watching very closely and I said on air that he was really measuring his efforts. So he wasn't going with the attacks. He was riding his, you know, he wasn't going through it, isn't he? He knows, he knows classic, exactly. It was classic G. It was great. It was, it was actually a joy to watch him today. One thing that we, we have to take out off our cap to not just for Vingago for, for winning the bike race and taking the jersey and now with an, more than a two minute lead is the way they set about the race early doors they set it on fire 50k in yeah um, and just went up the road isolated uh, Pogaccia obviously Geraint was there Geraint didn't need to do anything but there was five or six stinging attacks, not on a particularly steep bit of road that you no, had to close down. It was on the flat. Yeah. I after, mean, after Valois. But the, those, those sorts of attacks, I mean, what do they do to you? I mean, we, we look at them and we think these riders can keep doing those. But when you do these real sharp accelerations with always ten, already 10 days racing in the legs, there's a cost to that, Brad, isn't there? There is. But the biggest cost came after that when they went over 2,000 metres. And of course, the Galibier summited at 2006. Mm. And I said on the TV again that once you get over 2,000 metres, the effort is completely different. There's, um, there's no hiding. Yeah. And when you make those efforts, the recovery is, is it's not longer, a void. Yeah. It's, um, and one thing I did notice is that it almost became a bit of a willy-waving contest and their egos were flexing their muscles a little bit. And Tade was riding on the front quite a lot. And then G and that came back. And I think he spent too many, you know, too many matches up there, really. Do you think he was... I think that's why he lost it. Overconfident. And there was a, there was a, a little bit... I wouldn't say he was overconfident. No, I actually think he was riding... Tade knows, when Tade goes on the offensive, and I just think he was riding offensively because he knew that he was being isolated. Yeah. But that's the position we haven't seen him in before. But he actually had two teammates behind him. Yeah. And I don't think it was either communicated. He should have kept his cool a bit more. But I think he took it as an insult when they attacked him. Yeah. And so basically said it became man against man. It's fascinating. We've never, it became it's, a street fight. Yeah. It, it, and then on the approach on that valley road when the, we, the group had come back together a little bit we'd still obviously got a couple of riders up the road had been away uh, Warren Budagillion was up the road already by a couple of minutes or more than that five minutes at the bottom of the climb and then pretty much all of the hitters from the Umbo Vidman were driving it um, but then there was this little look to camera from Tali Pogaccia sort of just winked at the camera saying, I, saw, got, I heard that and that there. was really interesting but halfway up the first crack appeared when Vingigo attacked and it was Micah who chased and Micah dropped Paddy yeah. and his head dropped and that was the moment that yeah. the race just completely changed wasn't it well, and there's always one of them in a Tour de France isn't there when, it, when the hitter cracks and you can always remember him can't you because yeah. this was Hino's last day in yellow up here yeah. in 86 I remember Indurain at Les Alpes when he cracked in 96 when Luc Leblanc attacked and um, there's always that moment when that leader cracks uh, and it was very on that very climb when Pantania cracked, uh, attacked and left Ulrich behind yeah 
but it was a telling was... moment. I mean, on a climb like this, I mean, we don't normally see climbs this long, this steep in the Tour de France. This is an, uh, a, an ancien climb. It's not been used for 30, 35 years or whatever mm. it is now, since 86, as we keep repeating. But I think it's important because the, the, Alp, the Alpine climbs are hard, Brad, but they're generally the gradients aren't as brutal. And this is a different sort of racing. It was like a Pyrenean you, climb, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. And if you crack on a climb like this, there is no hiding place. No. It's gravity, isn't no. it? Whatever teammates you've got around you, there's not much they can do at all. No. You are on your own and, and that they pick the right climb to, to, to break the race apart. Adam Yates did a good recovery as well. Really good ride. Brilliant ride today. Yeah. And Roman Baldé. Superb. Superb Up ride. To third. And after the Giro and his disappointment there, falling sick. That was a great ride, wasn't it? Yeah, we're joined by Eurosport correspondent, fellow companion, Louis-Pierre. What did you think of Romain Bardet today for it was France? Amazing. amazing ride by Romain Bardet, but he knows this climb very well because really? uh, when he was in AG2R team, uh, he trained in Lotare uh, during training camp. It was yeah. sometimes in Lotare and he did the Col du Granon many, many, many times. So it's not a new climb for him, you know, it's exactly any parts of the climb. So that's why I'm not really surprised. He's in a really good shape. He stopped the Giro very early. Yeah. He came here for the stage, not for the GC. And he said, I want to ride every stage as a classic before the, the start of the Tour de France. And now he's in a good position. And what do you think of Godou today? Uh, Godou, it's really strange. Yeah. Because I thought he could lose maybe six or seven minutes at the end of the day. Uh, we saw him not very good in the Galibier. Mm. And then he was back with the leaders. Uh, and at the beginning of the Col du Grano, I thought he was, he was dropped, no? Uh, I didn't see very, very good, but uh, he was with Madouas and Storer. And he came back and uh, at the end, he finished very, very well. And uh, we didn't have interviews of him, but uh, the team center react and he said, I was well, I was good at the end of the day. I'm not, I'm not totally, I don't know how to say, I'm not totally dead uh, after yeah. stage. Yeah, so that's, that's strange because he didn't, uh, yeah. I, I thought he was not so good, but he is at the end. In Roubaix, I said to you, the tour is finished, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> so how wrong was I? Because today was uh, really shook it up, didn't it? But, you know, going to the winner today, I mean, let's t take nothing away from him. I mean, wow. that was a, uh, for 23-year-old, let's not forget, another 23-year-old now. In he's looked, he's looked, I mean, we've, we couldn't have predicted what happened today, but we, we've said on a few occasions, and we're not the only people, that he look, he's always looked to be the most potent threat. But the way he did it and the way the team worked the plan today um, but he had to execute it he's clearly in in, in excellent form but um, but yeah brilliant rider and he was speechless in the post-race interview as well that was quite wonderful when he was asked what it means he there was just silence he couldn't think of the words to say and then finally said well this is what I've dreamed my whole career yeah. and, uh, and that was a wonderful moment he's a very modest young man uh, but he has an, um, what he has is a mighty team he has the, a mighty team around him it shows the also the um the leadership of Rolich today to yeah. do what he did. That's completely sacrificial, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I tell you what, Van Aert, yeah. you know, going in that break and waiting for that group on the team, he'd be stopped yeah. in the descent. Yeah. What, what we've seen today is probably one of the best, not the best pairs of legs on, 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 on Vingigo, but one of the best tactical team, plans yeah. is to, what they, to do that, to get Roglic in the front group. We know Roglic isn't at his best, but okay, we can use you for 50, 60, 70 K because you're going to be strong. To, you, to be that disruptive to do that, and also for Vingago to attack on several occasions with still 100 kilometers to go, suggests to me they were willing to lose today 
in order to win and it's paid off it and has. it doesn't happen very often no. and it, we talk, keep talking about this new era of sport of, of cycling but really refreshing wonderful so exciting but refreshing tactics I it's think. great isn't it it's like know, the old days. yeah it's brilliant but also if he wins the tour now the last four winners of the tour have all been under 23 years of age insane isn't it it's crazy absolutely insane Amazing. of course he's in the white jersey as well yeah, so yeah. Pogaccio will be wearing it but keeping it warm yeah. that's almost that's kind of weird isn't it yeah yeah Great ride from Simon Getschke today as well. Simon Getschke, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I don't, is, he, is he in the mountains jersey? Yeah. He's still in the mountains jersey. Yeah. That's a battling ride. I asked him what he had for breakfast this morning as what well. What did he have? Matt? Oh, let, let's, let's throw to the interview I gave him this morning. Vorstuck. What did he have for Vorstuck? Just check this out. Play that. Let's, let's listen to let's that listen now. Let's listen to that just now. One, two, three. What's the time? It's time for What's for Breakfast with Simon Getschke. Okay, Simon Gasca, King of the Mountains, what did you have for breakfast? Porridge. Porridge, uh, chocolate muesli and uh, one banana, one slice of bread with peanut butter and some like the Liege syrup, you know, from Belgium. And yeah, that was it. That's orange, orange juice. And orange juice. Look, did you have, what was your coffee strategy? Uh, I only drink decaf and uh, so I had a decaf. But in the bus now, one hour before the start, uh, uh, oh, strong coffee. Okay. And because I never drink coffee, like I only drink decaf, I always feel the coffee more than uh, Yeah. Thank you. Decaf strategy, then strong coffee afterwards. Seems. Whoa. So. Wow. Decaf, all all through the morning, just before the stage, double espresso. Simon Geschke in yeah. a nutshell. So tomorrow, outdoors. so I was going yeah. to say at the start, actually, I, I was saying to recording to Bernie, the, one of the stages I remember coming to, because I walked back from the Gazan Technique to here, I walked through Briançon, and we finished there in 2007, when, uh, can you remember the winner from Barlowold? It finished up this steep ramp in... Uh, oh, is that Colombian dude? Maurizio Soler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He had an awful crash a couple of years later. Awful, he awful did, crash, he did, didn't yeah. he? Soler, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so this this area is famous and synonymous with the Tour de France, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, my, one of my again, one of my first experiences of, of meeting one of the greats was in Briançon on the rest day in the '86 Tour. Um, went to a little cafe, and my dad knew Phil Liggett very well. They were mates, and we sat down with Phil Liggett, the commentator. And then Stephen Roach comes along, and he sees me and he says, "Oh, and he's done." He says, "Do you want some cakes?" He says, we said, "Okay." He was riding for La Redoute, and he walked back, came back with this big tray of cakes. I said, oh, thank you very much. He said, don't thank me. He said, thank them because I can go anywhere and get free cakes because yeah. <laughs> he's Stephen Roach. <laughs> was, but I was like 16 and Stephen Roach there and yeah, there was a couple yeah. of the other Carrera riders there as well. And I was just... Um, and there's these little moments in your life where you kind of know yeah. what you want to do and here I am. Like, yeah. Here we all are. And you've you know. just ridden up here, haven't you? On your uh, part of it. I, I rode up, I reckon Great I rode up to Brompton. 5K on my little Brompton, which has got broken gears. Um, so basically, I think I was doing 20 RPM, but the views are absolutely stunning. But yeah. it is a brute. It doesn't feel like an alpine climate. Yeah. Old military road, but what a setting. Mm. What a setting. Just getting some uh, some chips. What flavour chips are these? Quel good. Que je goûte. Oui. Quel good. Quel good. Que je goûte les chips. Quel good. Ah, uh, nature. Nature. So we've got natural chips and natural cacahuètes. <laughs> <laughs> season there. No, I mean nuts. <laughs> that was Veronica. She obviously works here. She does. Um, Don reception. <laughs> oh right. We'll call her Veronica for the benefit of the pod. We'll slot the right name in in the edit because um, we have Ellie. 
LA Veronica. That's thrown us that that little that little snack interlude has thrown us, hasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, do you want a taste of oh, Yeah, just have a little taste. taster. Oh, that was a bit. I hope that because we have we have had quite a few nice ones this week, haven't we? We have We've gone through some right different uh, snack flavours. Oh, they're a bit bog standard, like a pub in Essex. I like them. You like them because you know what they're, you know what they're not trying to do, Brad. What they're not trying overpower to overpower me because nuts. If they you try too hard, filthy. we've got the Alps to overpower me. These are going to overpower me. These are just doing a job. Do you remember used to go in pubs and there used to be bowls of nuts on the bar? Yeah, but. They've stopped it because of... Filthy. Filth. Yeah. Well, mm. blokes used to go for the urinals, come back, wade in. That's why imagine. in some places you get a tiny little silver spoon. It's yeah. like a, even smaller than a teaspoon. It's called a nut spoon. Nut spoon. <laughs> ready salted. Do you like a ready salted crisp? I love a ready salted crisp, mate, because, again, it's just the everyman crisp, and they're not trying too hard. It's just... Here it am. is what it is. It's, 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 it's it. the standard flavour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's Original. the default setting. Original. Um, Most packets with the brand. Yeah. If, if crisps are an app, the default setting would be toggled to plain. So tomorrow, Matt. Sorry. Tomorrow. Out to I mean, blimey. Out to do not get much more legendary than that, does it? Well, it, it's a, a completely different feel. There's a crisp on the mic. There's a completely different feel to tomorrow. We've got the Galibier from the other side. So it's the shallow side of the Galibier. You're doing some crunching. And then we have the Col de la Coiffeire, which is 25 k's long, isn't it? Something silly. And then we do Lap d'Huez. So different feel to the gradients tomorrow, but another long and hard stage, especially off the back of, uh, back, back of today. So it should be some epic racing. Mm. But um, I, I do think that Pogaccio will bounce back. I do. But I really do hope, though, that we don't get anything I think we're going untoward to in terms of COVID, though, mate. We've got to mention that that's still, you know, in the forefront of everybody's minds. Um, well, do you know, the other thing I thought today when I did see him crack was, has he got COVID underline? Yeah. Did, you know, did that cross your mind, Matthew? Yes, it did. It, it, it did. Um, let's just hope the touch wood, we're, we're sat, sat on a big wooden table. That, that isn't the case for the race, actually. No, uh, no, but yeah. That, but Pogaccia that interview was telling he was really calm and actually gave the journalists a lot of time he could have just skulked off and he, and he, and he didn't Bernie have you come to claim your sunbed for the morning yeah Bernie do you want to come and join us briefly on the pod because it's been such such an explosive day on the tour um, we were just talking about your little interview at the end with Taddy Pogaccia and how calm and how much time he gave you and the other guys he was really really quite composed clearly disappointed but Brad was saying he thinks he's going to come back fighting tomorrow what are your thoughts on that we hope so, no? Can't be over. So, grab your mic. Sorry for that, Matt. But, no, honestly, it can't be over. And uh, he looked too relaxed. It was like, I even asked him if it's, was it the altitude or something? But I think he, he knew he's invested a little bit too much there following. Just, I think he, he keeps defending his team. It's like, the team is going well. The team is going well. We're missing two guys. And it's just like... He's protecting them. It's like from all our questions. It's like I think that also. It's a good leader, though, isn't it? Doing a, that. a really good leader. For just, a young guy to do that, he's 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 very mature for his age, isn't he? But totally. he, at the same time, he's totally. very adolescent in his riding style. Yeah, I, I think he's a. I think he's got. Um, I think he's what's what's the word? He's quite impetuous, but on on the bike. But he's he's really measured. He's very popular, isn't he? But he's defending his team. Let's be really honest with you. I mean, uh, they were isolated quite early. But I think we have to... Rafa Micah, what a ride by Rafa Micah. Actually yeah. ended up kind of dropping him, didn't he, you know, briefly. But Micah has been worth his weight in gold for UAE this year, I think, in, in the tour. How old is Rafa Micah? 37? 
That, that old, I think. Oh, is he that old already? I can check. Yeah. Why you guys I was just thinking, actually, because um, you know we have the young rider competition under 30, under 25. We should have an over 35 competition. Yeah, at least 30, because then another no, jersey. over 35. We should have the oldest rider competition. Because you think Gilbert's 40, and if he'd have won that stage the other day, he'd have been the oldest mm. winner in the, in the history of the Tour de France. But at the same time, I mean, uh, we talked about Mike and all, but also Marc Soler. Yeah. I haven't seen much of him, but today... Uh, I think there was a little bit of an overdoing it because when they were, he was separated out there with Wingergaard uh, and uh, Roglic and that day was in his own. And then there was, I think, a lot of talks happening in Spanish on that radio, on team radio. And when probably Machine sent him up on the road and he did perfect. He got across, started riding, and I think that settled things. And uh, that was a good move. So probably worth the investment but at the same time you know you always expect more from the investments you do over that period and then in, in the winter time so a lot to do yeah that will go down though as a classic Tour de France stage that won it today the way they were racing up that telegraph Rolic sacrificing his Tour de France well for his teammate uh, I think you're right Brad I think whatever happens in terms of just a spectacle and the way over We've seen quite formula, just defending, defending, defending. But um, to see a team go on the attack like that so early, to, that, I mean, and knowing as well. I mean, and also there's, little, there's other little moments where Geraint sat on the wheel of, of Taddy. And he, we know how, how, how nice Taddy is, but Geraint, it was just like an assassin. I wait, I can see him suffering, bang, I'll attack him. And yeah. it's just cruel, brutal. Br the brutality of seeing the yellow jersey just slipping down is, is beautiful, but terrifying at the same time. And... And these guys are all nice guys, but on the road, it's savage. There's no quarter given, and I, and I love that because that's what gives this sport its life, and that's where, you know... But to see these little moments where everybody was just sticking the knife, every other rider that jumped across, Yates attacked him, and then Pogacar, to see that is unusual, isn't it, in the modern era? But I think it was beautiful, but I think, as you, as you both agree, I think it's going to come out fighting. Did everyone um, make it into the time delay today? I didn't see all the whole... Did we get everyone through the stage? Yes, we will also check on briefly. Obviously, there was Caleb Ewan there. I know they were in trouble early, um, but obviously team with him, Caleb yeah. was fine. Uh, Caleb, Caleb made actually it. made it over to Cat Four, and then also late on in the race. I mean, he was uh, in that front four, of by the way, That was how beautiful was that? Oh, the, the switchbacks. Yeah, amazing. Also, the um, Van Art making it into break again and winning that green jersey competition again. He extended his lead there. He's yeah. a class act. I mean, I, he stopped on the descent of the lottery there to wait back for the Rolich group. I mean, he's just a class act. Incredible. I'd like, I give the mic soon back to Matt. No, just want to... Caleb made it safe. He came in even before Jakobsen. And you mentioned Philip Chabert before. So Philip rode him home safe. So Caleb, and I had an interview with him. He looked better. And he's worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow is one of those days for the Grubettas. It's the, the one and only day where they are really, really worried about. I was thinking today on the bike, the green jerseys. Uh, he reminded me, I was th thinking back to the likes of Sean Kelly. You know, because it's very rare in the Tour de France. We, it's a sprint competition, but it's very rare. We see every now and again or every generation, we get a rider that comes along like Sean Kelly, like Laurent Jalabert. Um, Peter Sagan to an extent, but Peter Sagan was more in the vein of uh, Eric Zabel, who could climb but m mass points. But Wout Van Aert is in the in the same league for me as Sean Kelly, 
Lauren Jalabert, where they're in the green jersey, but they're present in the mountain stages. Totally. And obviously, Van Aert won the, the Von Two stage last year, although he wasn't in green. But it's great to see that jersey in the front in these mountain stages. And he's not a classic sprinter, but he there's a contradiction. He he wins a bunch of sprints, but he's present in the mountains. A bit like Sean Kelly was. Sean Kelly, of course, was fourth yeah. in the Tour de France. Lauren Jalabert was fourth in the Tour de France. And you could see on a right day in the right team... Van Aert could finish fourth in the, tour, in the right Tour de France. Well, you, you almost, when, I mean, let's take it a step further. You look at look Kelly, our very own Sean Kelly, the wonderful Sean Kelly, won a Grand Tour as well. And they're very similar. So, because a lot of people think about, can Van Aert win a, a Grand Tour? And you, you do wonder. He's certainly not going to win a Grand Tour when he's got the likes of Roglic and Vingago in the team. No. But, and also, what does he want to do? But you, just to back to your point about the green jersey, you know, we're in the village, we meet up every, every day, don't we, in the, in the village. It's, it's, it is... The, still the sprinters it's called the sprinters competition yeah. but he is it's 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 an all it has been a sprinters competition it's been a gc competition stephen roach nearly won the green jersey in 1987 yeah john paul van poppel on the final day overhauled him because the points disparity and because of those oh those reasons that's why the, the points are weighted towards the flatter stages but van art is um is a completely different proposition and he's ridden selflessly so they're in a position at the moment where they could have two different riders you know, yeah. taking yellow and green. I mean, we've got a long way to go. We've just tipped over the halfway point. So much has happened. Still 10 days to go. Hey, guys. Uh, Denmark is bossing right now in the moment with the Vingengo winning. I'm here with my friends and uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. The, the country is uh, saluting Jonas Vingengo and... Yeah, we <laughs> we hope that uh, he can keep the jersey, but uh, let's see. Pogacar wants to attack tomorrow, but uh, all the Danes are cheering for Jonas Vingegaard. Yeah, I mean, it's great for Denmark, isn't it? I mean, Magnus Court winning yesterday, the start of the race. Yeah. Um, you know, Magnus Court winning King of the Mountains jersey for a week. And I, again, I watched that today and I remember now, what are we, 27 years on, 26 years on from Bjarne Reese's Tour de France win. Yep. We've got a Danish guy, two weeks to go, potentially going to win this Tour de France. He looks good. He looks good. And like I said, he's got uh, um, an amazing team around him. Um, and that start in Denmark clearly inspired him as, as well. Um, but there's, um, he's got this, he's got, he's an electric rider. He really, really is. But um, really level-headed but looks ridiculously crisp and sharp, doesn't he? But yeah, great to hear from Anders there. Just going back to the green jersey competition, Matt. Yeah. Do you know the last time Britain had three riders in the top 10 of the green jersey classification competition in any Tour de France? You're going to tell me, because I know... 2012. You? Cav, Froome and me. I finished sixth in that competition that year. Well, you did win a lot of stages though, Brad, didn't you? That's good though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very impressive. I was placed on a lot of stages. Yeah. 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 One, two, but I... Yeah. yeah. The, t- the TTs are less points for, the, yeah. for those. And Chris Froome, obviously, people forget that when he won the Tour de France, he also won the Mountains classification, which um, kind of gets overlooked sometimes because, obviously, he's the, the last, our last King of the Mountains winner since, of course, Robert Miller, of course, now Pippa York. Yeah, and we've seen Pippa quite... Well, a few times actually. Um, so that's a low the other day, actually, um, working on the tour. Is she on the race? Yeah, she's on the race. Yeah. Um, uh, doing various bits and bobs, and she seems to be pretty happy actually right now. So, and she's enjoying yeah. what's been like an amazing it's great tour. Great to see her back on the race, though, isn't it? Oh, definitely. She's part of the fabric of this race. And she was a little bit disappointed actually not to get on, to, uh, get, get on the race initially, but now she's got uh, quite a few little gigs that she's doing. Great, uh, and she's back on the race, and always has got something really, really insightful to say and, and look at as well. Well, on that note, we look forward to tomorrow's stage to outdoors. Matt, thank you for joining me. Thank you to Louis Pierre. Thank you to Bernard Isaac. Thank you to Pete. And join us tomorrow. Thank you.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 